BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way It's time to name the neglect from typical food advice. Welcome to the Find Your Food Voice podcast, hosted by me, Julie Duffy Dillon. I'm a registered dietitian with 20 years of experience partnering with folks just like you on their food peace journey. What have we learned? Well, cookie cutter approaches exclude too many people and you don't need to be fixed. It's not you. It's not me. It's all of us. Only together, we can start a movement and fix diet culture. And we will. Let's begin with now. And welcome to episode 296 of the Find Your Food Voice podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. No matter where you are today, I want to partner with you. But before we do that, have you ever observed a toddler or a real young kid sitting and like playing joyfully with their food, making a big old mess, laughing hysterically? and like just enjoying the taste. It's a thrill to watch, real goofy, very messy, but those are some of my favorite memories of when my kids were little, just how they were enjoying food for the first time. And again, just like devouring all the senses with it. This is a part for many of us, how we first connected with food. Yet along the way, something wedged in there to take all the fun out. And that wedge, well, that's diet culture. I know for many people, as they started to move away from their early childhood experiences with food, they learned that they needed to make food precise and rigid and in all those color-coded meal prep boxes that I know were all over Pinterest for a long time. And it didn't look more like that instead of this like 
jubilant kind of mess. Well, I have a letter from someone who is trying to just repair their relationship with food and enjoy food without just thinking about it as a cause and effect kind of thing. I remember Evelyn Tripoli at one point teaching me that the way that the world looks at food right now is that it either kills us or cures us and has nothing else in between and takes out all the fun. And this letter writer really wants to get back to enjoying cooking. So if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you probably know that I'm not someone who really enjoys cooking. I enjoy eating whatever you're going to cook for me, but I just am not someone who really digs being in the kitchen a lot. I know I'm the weirdest dietitian on the planet, but that's no surprise to anyone. (laughs) So when I read this letter that you're going to hear in a second, I knew that I needed to call upon a friend. Her name is Rachel Popik. Rachel is an anti-diet chef that works for me in the PCOS Power Forward community. So those who have gone through the PCOS Power course, there's a community associated with it. And Rachel is the manager, but she also does monthly cooking classes that really are focusing on just this, like how to rekindle your fun connection to food that may include cooking. So we are going to get to this letter and hear from Rachel in just a second. But if you are interested in finding out more about the PCOS Power course, you can get to it at julieduffydillon.com. Click on course. We are going to be enrolling again in September. So check out the details there. And before we get to the letter and hear from Rachel, we have a quick sponsor break and we'll be right back. We are welcoming back Ovofolic as a Find Your Food Voice sponsor. What is Ovofolic? Well, it's an inositol supplement. I noticed that most people with PCOS take an inositol supplement, yet they don't really know why. Did you know that inositol supplementation helps lower insulin, androgens, cholesterol, and improves many PCOS symptoms? So far, researchers are suggesting that those with insulin resistance, including people with PCOS, probably have a defect or deficiency of these inositols, provoking those intense primal carb cravings, painful fatigue, and irregular periods. Supplementing with inositol along with eating enough, very, very important, (laughs) can significantly improve PCOS symptoms long-term. So Elon Healthcare They make Ovofolic, and I've gotten to know their medical director, Dr. Perry, over the last few years. I love that Elon Healthcare is female-owned and run. It's a small Canadian company that has excellent customer service and only uses high-quality ingredients. They really care about the folks they're serving, and it comes through in these customer service interactions. So inositol supplementation, I know it's an important part of managing PCOS for many people, and Ovofolic is a great way to get that. So just for Find Your Food Voice listeners, get 15% off using the code PCOSPOWER at checkout. So remember, it's all one word, PCOSPOWER at checkout. We'll put a link to it in the show notes, but I'm going to say it here just in case you want to jot it down. It's elonhealthcare.ca backslash discount backslash PCOSPOWER. So again, use the coupon code PCOSPOWER at checkout to get 15% off. All right, let's get on with the episode. Dear food, you have tricked me again. 
over and over, promising to make me happy and content. Instead, you tempt me, and then my body shows the evidence of my choices after my routine labs, high insulin and testosterone in exchange for cookies and convenience foods. Ever since I went on that restrictive diet, I've been mad at you. I used to spend six hours every weekend prepping food for the week. Now, one hour feels too long, and my body and mind are suffering because of how much I hate having to decide when and what to eat. How can I find joy in cooking again? How can I begin to love what I eat again while supporting my body? I want to fall back in love with you because right now, our relationship is totally dysfunctional. Love, Katie. Thank you, Katie, so much for this note. I really appreciate it. And to help me answer this question, I've invited Rachel Popic to the show. Rachel is the community manager over in the PCOS Power course community called the Power Four Community. She's also an anti-diet chef. I know that she's going to have some wisdom and some lived experience that you can relate to that will help you like figure out the direction that you want to go next. So let's go ahead and give Rachel Popic a call. Hey, Rachel, welcome to the show. Hi, Julie. I'm so happy to be here. I am excited to talk to you. And did you get a chance to look over this letter I sent you? I did. I spent I spent a bit of time yesterday mulling it over. It had some really amazing questions in it, and it was super thought-provoking for me. So I'm really excited to be talking Ooh, about it. That means I picked the right one for you. Okay, good. That's always my hope when I select a letter for a guest is like that I pick one that connects. And I'm curious, you know, what, what was your experience actually like reading this letter and, and mulling over it? What was that like for you? I mean, I, I resonated so strongly with, with Katie's letter. Um, and I'm sure others can as well. Um, Mm -hmm. I grew up in a foodie family. My father was a chef and like everyone in my family was just passionate about cooking. Cooking is like our love language. That's how we care for each other is by like, giving each other food. But with that being said, there were always still those like tricky underlying diet culture messages. Like we would eat really like luxurious food, but then there would be those like sneaky little comments that would sneak Mm. in or like, you know, my sister lives in a much smaller body than me. So there was always like subtle comparisons between the two of us. Um, And so while I grew up in this family that like loved cooking and loved eating over time, those diet culture messages really started to win out over the joys and creativity that like cooking and eating provided me. And I went from loving it to becoming like subsumed with the calorie counting with binge eating, with turning cooking into this like way of, of experiencing control and punishing myself Um, like I spent hours and hours and hours on the weekend methodically, like planning meals. And then, you know, all Sunday, it would be like an eight hour marathon of me just like preparing all of my food. 
so that it fit. Do you remember Beachbody was like a oh, yeah. really popular thing for a while? Like I was obsessed with those little colorful containers that I had to like measure all my food into. And it was just like so consuming both mentally, physically, and everything fit into those like arbitrary restrictions that I had put on myself. So yeah, you know, I really resonate with the letter, like kind of falling out of love with, Mm -hmm. with cooking, with eating, it became punishment rather than, rather than joy. Yeah. What I picture your family doing with food is kind of like Julia Child, like, or like, you know, the videos I've seen of her and, and thinking about just like an artist in general, like, Um, like a painter who's just covered in paint in a messy room, but just having so much (laughs) fun, just creating and kind of like having um, it's a mess. And it's like, there's like kind of happy mistakes. Like you have to kind of experiment to figure out what works. And then to go to like the beach body meal prep, like I can remember when that was super like in vogue Um looking at like Pinterest pages where people had mm-hmm. these very like Pinterest worthy looking um, pictures. And that's the opposite. It's like tidy, clean. And I don't mean like food clean, but just like no mess and exactness, right. which is like, seems like the opposite, um, which is such a shame to me. Um, yeah. Let's see, I can see how that would like become this like block and you know something that this person is talking about in this letter too it just reminds me how diet culture how it has this imprint and like you talking about this and you know having those like rigid containers and and um rules that you had to follow in order to prepare um how that leaves a mark in a sense and i don't mean like how much i say like our body kind of remembers these experiences and it provides kind of like this traumatic kind of trace in our body. And so going back and trying to experiment food in the pre-dieting days, you know, I get the sense that this person is like come up again, coming up against like the diet trauma, you know, this is how the diet trauma played out. And it sounds like it did for you too. And we need to take a quick sponsor break, but when we get back, let's talk about how you actually like made the transition from that like rigid diet culture kind of cooking to back to like the joyful Julia Child. I don't know. Like let's make a mess and have fun in the kitchen. (laughs) Okay, we'll be right back. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome back. 
Rachel, I want to get started with this question. Um, what are some steps that you took to make the transition from diet culture, kind of rigid cooking to where you are today? Because the how, like how you actually did it, I have a feeling is what so many folks are wondering. Um, you know, I and just as to make a point of the how that is so important because so many people will tell me they'll like read memoirs or listen to podcasts. And it just seems like magically people go from like struggle to like, I'm fine now. <laughs> and so, yeah. How did you make this transition? And I say this also because I know that you are like into cooking again. Like it's, I can, I know you yeah. well enough to know, like, this is like something you're really passionate about. It brings a lot of joy to your life. So yeah. How'd you do it? Yeah. I mean, I think kind of like the, the messy Julia child esque cooking that I was trying to get back to the the process of getting there was super messy. It was not like mm. magical, like they show in movies. Um, <laughs> but I think I would say that a few years ago when I started to like work on healing my relationship with my body and food, which kind of happened organically, I just, I started having conversations with friends and found out that they were like feeling some of the same, like diet culture, rock bottom, like burnt out with the whole dieting cycle. Um, and so I started doing research and found resources, found Julie's podcast was like foundational to like me kind of starting this journey. And what I started doing, I knew I missed the create, like the creative outlet that cooking gave me. And so I started experimenting with cooking again, but really like cooked for other people. So like mm. really when like when friends were sick or, you know, had I felt like they needed a comforting meal, I would invite them over and I started cooking again, but it really wasn't for myself. Like I wasn't I wasn't cooking for me. I was cooking for other people, which allowed me to start like having fun in the kitchen again and like really like re-sparked that that joy and that creativity, which kind of opened the door for me to start experimenting with like what food meant for me and like what, what cooking was for me personally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, that reminds me so much of like recovery conversations period. Like I can remember conversations with folks where they just didn't really feel like they could recover for themselves yet, but recovering for someone else sometimes just felt more accessible. And that someone else could have been like a kid or a parent or their cat or dog, you know? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and even more, you know, um, I don't know if it is anymore, but in the early 2000s, um, through maybe like the last 10 years, it was really kind of common for treatment facilities to even have like horse, like equine, uh, Equina, I, you know what I mean, horse therapy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that E um, word that has that to do with e, horses. Yeah. Um, to just demonstrate, like sometimes taking care of something else first can then be translated into um, taking care of yourself. And one thing I also know is for some people's eating disorder, cooking for other people remains throughout their experience and they never really make the shift to, oh, this is also for me too. Mm -hmm. So I am super curious, like what are some steps forward for this letter writer to like enjoy cooking again for others and for themselves? So I, I, I think 
it, I really appreciated this letter because I, when I sat down and I read it and I was kind of thinking through my journey, I just started like, you know, word vomiting, brainstorming, like what I had been through and then looked back on it and realized there were kind of like these overarching like themes that I mm. went through that like kind of helped me on my journey. That was not, it was not a conscious thing at all, but like looking back and reflecting really kind of, it, it was there. So I think the first thing was like learning again, that like re-sparking that love of food and cooking. So like one of my, one of my like little anecdotes that I like to bring up when I'm talking about my like journey with, with recovery when it comes to food. So back, back in the day, I, you know, participated in binge eating quite frequently and nachos was something that I would like binge on. I would, you know, when people were out of the house and I was alone, I would like make up a plate of nachos and I would binge them, inhale them super quickly. I wasn't tasting them. It was the secret shameful Mm -hmm. activity. But as I started healing my, my relationship with my body, I was having a conversation with a dietitian who pointed out that like, you know, nachos can be like a meal. Like, would would you feel safe experimenting with turning this food that was like shameful and full of, Mm. you know, all of these like heavy negative feelings into something that is like joyful again. And so I started to experiment with like different ways to make nachos as a full meal, started making them for myself and for others. And like, to me, it's just this like perfect combination of like savory, crunchy, salty, acidic, like it's just like the perfect food to me I really love nachos and I've turned what used to be this like heavy shameful thing into something that like I eat regularly and I eat it brings me pleasure I don't have negative feelings attached to it and that process of like using nachos really kind of helped me shift those like narratives around shameful eating Mm -hmm. on there yeah because if you shift the narrative on one food that you connected a lot of shame with, it's going to trickle down to other ones. You know, Um, I'm so grateful for that dietitian to say like, Hey, um, you have permission to eat nachos and even have like meal nachos. (laughs) And what a great palate to experiment with. Right. Or have them as snack nachos and they don't have to be a whole meal, but like there's like, they can just like be a thing you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. I love that so much. Well, tell me, what are some other steps forward for, for Katie? So I think the, the other thing, I think really resonating with Katie's question around like loving what you eat again, while still supporting your body, I get that kind of, there's a lot of fear with like, if I allow myself to just eat whatever I want, like, what is that going to do for my health and my body? And I think, um, a phrase that that I started practicing unconsciously, but then Julie, when I started to like get to know you better, the idea of adding abundantly is really mm-hmm. something that I like hold near and dear to me. I think flipping around from like rather than restricting and having rules to just like adding abundantly and eating enough was huge for me. I think eating enough 
has honestly done more for my mm-hmm. my like quote unquote health than any like healthy eating healthy diet that I had ever tried in the past like making sure I'm having enough proteins enough fat enough fiber enough carbs like and that I'm not quieting that voice in my head when it when that voice comes up and is like I'm hungry I need a snack rather than mm-hmm. like being like I don't know what I'm talking about and shoving mm-hmm. that down honoring and respecting that voice I think has done a ton for me in that like healing my relationship, loving food while also still like honoring and respecting my body. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm so glad that principle came into play and went from like subconscious to like top of mind, you know? Um, And you know, the letter Mm -hmm. writer doesn't explicitly say this, but Katie mentions higher testosterone and insulin levels. So, you know, I'm assuming polycystic ovary syndrome is happening, you know, but I guess it it doesn't necessarily mean that that's for sure. But, you know, that's how you and I connected was um, working with PCOS and um, so much of PCOS kind of education and Google searches are about what to take away. And then also Mm -hmm. like that little voice in your head that you were describing of like, I'm hungry. Like I get the sense that most people are trained to not trust it, to ignore it, try to trick it, to feel really ashamed of it. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for, for Katie, yeah, like I, my curiosity is like, yeah, are you one eating enough? Like Rachel said, and then what can you add to what you're eating to help you feel more energized and to see if that actually May that may actually help some of those lab values, like help your insulin and help your your androgens, um, like testosterone. Yeah, there's no reason why you need to like restrict, especially long term, to manage your PCOS because they're connected with making those things worse anyway. So absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish everybody with PCOS like that had some kind of connection, whether it's like a message, like if they hear like a thought or they feel something that. Is like, I need to eat that there was like, instead of, uh, oh, I need to like ignore this or trick this. I wish there was more of this like education on, Hey, your body's trying to tell you about this unmet need. Um, it's going to be so much more insightful than like some sheet of paper that print out that the doctor gives you or the dietitian gives you like, that's actually your individualized like needs. So exactly, exactly. Yeah. That idea that like a doctor knows more about me and my body just because of some diagnosis that I've received than, mm-hmm. than I do like living in my body every day. Yeah. Yeah. Really unlearning yeah. that idea is huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of layers to go through to get to that, but I do wish that was like more the default setting, <laughs> like especially with diagnosis of any like chronic condition, like listen to your body. It'll let you know. Um, and yeah. we can sort through options. So Oh, that's such a, that's a really important one. Um, tell me um, any other kind of steps forward for, for Katie. So I think the other thing in, in like learning to love to cook again, you know, I mentioned, I used to have this very rigid um, structured way of doing meal prepping, like marathon cooking on Sunday, I would be exhausted. And then I would like just have all my meals set. So there was no, there was no creativity. And like, if on a day I was like, I'm really sick of eating this, I don't know, quinoa salad, but like I've cooked it for five days. So I'm stuck mm. eating it. 
kind of reimagining what meal prepping and like meal planning looks like because I totally get, you know, that that like there is there is flexibility or not flexibility, but there's ease in in preparing food ahead of time. Like yeah, people are busy. We all have so many things going on. We don't have the luxury of cooking complicated meals every night. Um, but really thinking about ways that I could do meal meal prepping mm-hmm. in a way that allowed me still to be flexible and creative during the week. So like sometimes that's as simple as like when I buy produce, washing it and cutting it and preparing it. So it's like there in the fridge and ready. And I don't have to go through that step when I'm mm. cooking dinner or need a snack or whatever. Sometimes that's as simple as just like making sure I have snack food in the house because mm-hmm. if I'm a snacker. I have multiple snacks during the day. And if I don't have snack food, then I'm not going to snack. And then I'm, Mm. again, kind of ignoring that that mantra that I have of adding abundantly and and kind of sliding back into the restrictions. So sometimes it's as simple as like those things. And sometimes it's a little more like creative and complex. So like right now, you know, I've, I've learned that my body really needs like a protein packed snack at night before I go to bed. Otherwise I don't sleep well. I wake up ravenous. Mm -hmm. No one's happy. I'm real cranky. No one wants to be around me. (laughs) And so, and one of my favorite things is Reese's peanut butter cups. I love like peanut butter and chocolate, best combination in the world. And so I started trying to experiment and make these like toasted quinoa peanut butter cups. So I like toast quinoa, melt chocolate, and kind of make like a chocolate bar out of that. And then try and layer peanut butter and then another layer of that chocolate. And I haven't quite gotten it right yet. It's still like a complete mess. The peanut butter oozes out everywhere. But it's this thing that every few weeks I'm like inspired to try and tweak it and figure out how to make it work. Mm -hmm. And even if it's a mess, it's still delicious. Tons of protein, nice, sweet, like snack right before bed. And it's, it's something that keeps me excited and creative and, and it's, and it's fun. So like, you know, sometimes it's creative and complex. Sometimes it's simple and just washing veggies or stocking snacks, but kind of setting myself up to be able to eat when my body wants to eat throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so, that sounds really fun. <laughs> I'm picturing you with this like oozing kind of, you know, mess. <laughs> um, but you know what you were describing, I know for a lot of people, they talk about that transition from rigid meal prep and instead of like having to be super spontaneous and doing this full course meal. And cause yeah, like you said, not everyone's going to have that as an option. A lot of people with PCOS and, um, and, you know, or people without PCOS too have ADHD. And so sometimes that's just so many steps to manage. Um, and I know for a lot of folks, they've said like, how can I help my future self just get what it needs, you know? And that's what it sounds like you do with that is like, how can I just set myself up to like meet my needs without being rigid with it? And, um, I have a feeling there's like lots of areas in between, you know, making your meal from start to finish, like right before you eat it and exactly what you're craving to the rigid meal prep. And, you know, it's just going to depend for Katie where that is. And there may be need to be some messes along the way (laughs) to figure out what it is. And I'm, 
it's it's a form of self care, right? It's it's mm-hmm. like a it's a love letter to my future self that I've yeah, like yeah. thought thought ahead and and prepared some things. You know, it doesn't have to be quinoa peanut butter chocolate bars. Like it could just be like I'm gonna cook some some grains some rice for the week that I can use in a bunch of different ways or mm-hmm. saute a bunch of veggies or you know it it there are various levels in there mm-hmm. of like ways to prepare food mm-hmm. but yeah yeah, yeah I love that love well, letter to my future self yes it's like how can I make myself just have a little bit more ease in that step and I can remember um when you and I were brainstorming different kind of um, recipes for the cooking class. And for the listener who doesn't know, Rachel, like I said in the intro, is the um, community manager for the PCOS Power Forward community. And she actually does um, cooking classes once a month in there. So like, they're amazing. And what we were talking about, even (laughs) like having a class that is focusing on like making your own like pot of beans um, and like Mm -hmm. something like that. Tell, Tell me more about like that kind of food prep, but that what's that's like for you, you know? So, so something I love to do in the winter, I know it doesn't sound so like warm and appealing right now because it's <laughs> summer, it's hot, but imagine it's like a cold blustery Sunday and something I love to do in the winter. I like generally have cooked beans in my fridge at all times. I'll like cook a huge pot of beans with just, you know, some garlic, some onion, and a bunch of olive oil and let that simmer. For, so first of all, your house is smelling amazing. And then you have this pot of beans that's totally flexible and adaptable, yeah. like for multiple different things through the week. So like, I call them brothy beans, but essentially I take that, the beans, the liquid and heat that up, throw some greens in there, like wilt some greens in there. And then put a ton of olive oil and cheese on top and like use crusty bread and mm, eat good. that as like a bean soup, which mm-hmm. is like seriously like the perfect like warm hug on mm-hmm. a cold day. So like that's, you know, something that's easy to do based on that pot of beans. Or you could take the beans out of the liquid and mash them with some like Greek yogurt or sour cream and some celery and stuff and almost like a take on like a chicken salad or a tuna salad and Mm -hmm. make a sandwich with that. Or you can puree the beans with tahini and make like a hummus-esque dip to eat with crackers. Mm -hmm. Or you could season the beans in a different way and put them on nachos. nachos. (laughs) But, but there's, you know, this, this thing that, you do on a Sunday that's pretty hands off, you know, it's a few hours, but you're not really mm-hmm. paying attention yeah. to it for that time has set you up to make like four or five different types of meals mm-hmm. throughout mm-hmm. the week. Yeah. And it also is just like warm and comforting. in the winter. Yeah. Is there a type of bean that you like to use the most or is it just like it runs the gamut? It runs the gamut. Uh-huh. It truly runs the gamut. <laughs> I have, there's this bean brand uh, called Rancho Gordo that has like really unique beans that I as like a, a treat to myself and like people know when they buy me gifts they like buy me things like beans um, <laughs> I am noting <laughs> so like you know I have like just a stockpile of dried beans that mm-hmm. I just go through based on based on 
whatever I, awesome. whatever I grab, there's not really a ton of rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know how far North this goes, but like, a you know, I didn't grow up in the South where I live now, but I've been here 20 years. And one thing that people do a lot where I live is making pinto beans. And that's like a part of like the winter mm-hmm. kind of ritual. And the way it's served is kind of like the brothy beans with uh, jalapenos and chopped onions. There's, I think there's something mm-hmm. else in there too. Um, but there's like a, a lot of like music festivals. Um, if anybody's listening and that's been to like Merle Fest, that's like a really good festival here. <laughs> um, that's one of the, my favorite things to always get there because they have someone that makes it you know, on their, like kind of how you're describing. And then, yeah, they have it with jalapenos and chopped onions and it's so yummy. And it is, it's like nothing better than being cold and then feeling warmed up by like a blanket and something that is cozy with food just to like hold it, the crusty bread. One of my favorite experiences for sure. Truly. <laughs> I'm now very excited for fall. Yes. Yes. I know the weather where I am today is kind of like tricking us into thinking it's almost fall. So like the beans feel all right. It doesn't feel like right, exactly. super hot and sweaty. <laughs> we're well, get, we're getting there. We're getting there. Oh, this is such great information. Thank you, Rachel, for um, your sharing your lived experience and some steps forward. If someone wants to know more about you, well, well, obviously they can find you in the PCOS Power for community and go to your cooking class every month. But if someone wants to know more <laughs> about you, follow along, where can they find you? So I am on Instagram at stay doughy, um, S-T-A-Y-D-O-U-G-H-Y. Um, I am primarily there. I share a lot of cooking content, a lot of my like spontaneous cooking creations um, can be found there and we can DM me and and reach out there as well. I love when you share what you've been like foraging in your neighborhood for. (laughs) Yeah, I also do a lot of foraging. And so so that's that's another creative, fun way that I experiment in the kitchen. That's awesome. Well, thank you so so much, Rachel. I appreciate it. And I'll I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Julie. So there you have it. Letter writer, I hope you learn some new ways forward in my conversation with Rachel Popic. And if you enjoyed learning from Rachel and you want to know more about her work, do check her out over on Instagram at stay doughy. You can also connect with her in the PCOS power for community because she is the community manager. Um, And if you are interested in joining PCOS power, we are enrolling in September. So you can go to julieduffydillon.com and click on course and you'll get right to all the details. So I see that food is written back. But before we get to Foods Letter, this episode of the Find Your Food Voice podcast was brought to you by the folks who make Ovofolic. Ovofolic is made by Elon Healthcare, and you can get 15% off using the discount code PCOS Power. We have a direct link in the show notes, but you can also enter in PCOS Power to get 15% off. And, you know, as I always say, inositol is one of my favorite non diet tools. And ovofolic is a really great way to get your inositol while living with PCOS. And if you enjoyed this episode of the Find Your Food Voice podcast, we always appreciate a rating, a review, subscribing, or sharing an episode, doing any of those acts of kindness really helps the show grow. All right. So we are going to get to Foods Letter, but keep in mind, I hope you're doing okay. And until next time, take care. Dear Katie, 
We Food were designed to be a fun way to energize you. We hate that diet culture and healthism have taught you that food is to be rigid, exact, precise, and boring. How can you enjoy cooking again? First, recognize the diet trauma you are experiencing. Take care of that part in pain and be gentle with its needs. Name its needs and desires. Next, practice permission to honor those needs. And remember, this will not be an overnight transformation, rather a tender, slow rekindling and reconnection. As you practice reconnecting, consider what you can do for your future self to honor those needs. Allow for play and enough food. We appreciate this will be tough work and messy. And in the mess will be the reconnection. Love, food. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is the Find Your Food Voice podcast. Ready to join the anti-diet movement and take the Food Voice Pledge? Go to julieduffydillon.com and sign your name to the growing list of people saying no to diets and yes to their own food voice. The Find Your Food Voice podcast is produced by me, Julie Duffy Dillon, and my team of kick-ass folks. I couldn't make the show without Yelly Cruz, assistant producer and resident book fiend and Colleen Bremner, customer service coordinator and professional hype master. Audio editing is from Toby Lyles at 24 Sound. Music is Fly Free by Hartley. Are you looking for episode transcripts? Get them at julieduffydillon.com where you can also submit letters for the podcast, give us feedback and sign the Food Voice Pledge. We need your voice to end diet culture. We literally can't do this without you. Subscribe to the Find Your Food Voice podcast to get weekly inspiration and education on how we can defeat diet culture and reclaim our own food voice. I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Find Your Food Voice podcast. Take care. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.